0: Welcome to Sporting Life. Introducing your host, Ed Draper. Hello there, welcome along to the podcast. Just a little bonus conversation that I borrowed from my day job at Sky Sports as a broadcaster. Ed Draper here again with you once again. This is a conversation coming up with Enzo Macronelli, former world champion boxer, who is a big MMA fan, is actually trained in MMA as well as a a youngster in jiu-jitsu and has an insight into uh, the crossovers or potential crossovers, how complementary the sports are. UFC, for example, is uh, perhaps the commercial pinnacle of MMA and professional boxing because the world champion in the UFC, the heavyweight champ, Francis Ngarno, big fight coming up against Cyril Garn at the weekend, but he uh, also has intentions to box potentially on the biggest stage, mooted contest with Tyson Fury. So we'll talk about that with Enzo in just a second. And as I say, thank you to Sky for letting me share that with you. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Nolofsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. Always uh, stress that you can, through Serene AV, source equipment from around the world, whatever brand may suit your needs, not just the resplendent Bangalophson equipment that's housed in the beautiful store in the courtyard in Montpellier here in Cheltenham in the west of England, Jason Briggs and his team, but reach out to them b o underscore Cheltenham on social media if you'd like a, a free consultation, a chat about what you're after in terms of home entertainment, whether it's a simple kind of Alexa type speaker or maybe something more complex with big screens, etc. Thank you to them. Thank you also uh, to Cytoplan, food-based supplement company for their association with the podcast. They're up the road from here in the west of England in the beautiful village of Welland, More importantly, my father's been working for them for 20 years. Dr. Mark Draper is a consultant, and uh, under his stewardship, we've been taking the supplements for 20-plus years, the theory being that they're food-based, so absorbed as food would be. And my father's got particular interest in trace elements, micronutrients like selenium and zinc he feels are relatively deplete in the UK soil but you know check it out if you if you'd like to look at the supplements at cytoplan.co.uk cytoplan.co.uk had a few bright watery sunny sunny days in the UK in the winter but clearly people might look at vitamin d3 vitamin d3 you may call it at this time of year but if you go to cytoplan.co.uk C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk, the discount code at checkout associated with this podcast is uh, DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, numerals 1-0 and the capital letter R. That should be 30% off your first purchase. And if you use that code again, it'll be 10% thereafter. Okay, let's crack on to this conversation with Enzo, former world champion at Cruiserweight, British and European, also competed at, at light heavyweight as well from Wales. He's a good man and, and, and played jiu-jitsu, which I hadn't really known in his youth as well, the martial art, and he's had an insight here into uh, Francis Ingano's potential plans to join the ranks of of boxing and maybe line up against a boxing world champion Tyson Fury. Here he is, uh, the one and only Enzo Macronelli and just as a note we start talking about Ebony Bridges who's a female boxer that Enzo has been coaching but she's back as he says in Australia now. Here he is, here's Enzo. Hello, welcome to another mixed martial arts come boxing conversation with former Cruiserweight world champion Enzo Macronelli. Enzo, wonderful to see you. How, how are you doing? You're, uh, you're training Ebony still? You're still in the game?
1: Uh, no, she's um, she gone back to Australia. I think she going got news in a fight soon. Uh, but I've, uh, obviously, I've, I've been here over Christmas, so I had to shut the amateur club that I have. So it's all in agony to start back. So I think we started back next Monday. Uh, I'm training myself, getting myself strong again. Um, doing my couple of YouTube videos, making sure, not YouTube videos, my Twitter videos, making sure people are getting up and getting out and getting some work done. Um, so, yeah, I'm enjoying life.
0: Yeah, how big is that this time of year? Because mental health is always a focus, but in the dark winter months, it's important still to get out there and exercise, isn't it?
1: Well, I, I don't know what I can and can't say in here, but swear words.
0: But <laughs> Probably I, not I too that. much on, on Sky YouTube. I've but...
1: done a, a beginning of lockdown, um, I went for a run up the hill i done a hell of a... It's a a very steep area. It's one of the runs I used to do when I was younger. Uh, And I got to the top myself. I didn't want to go. So I said a few things in a video. uh, Just having a joke, as I do. And um, just people just got on to me. And it's it's brilliant and all that. And, you know, i literally done one every single day through lockdown. Yeah. Uh, Just different Just I was running out of things to say. So I'm glad lockdown finished. (laughs) Um, But I, I started doing them again now because, you know, I... I have been in a bad place, nightly, but I had health health uh, problems. Uh getting over them, obviously, that brings you down as well. So you know, I show people that I can do it, and you know, it's it's good for me. Exercise is good for anyone. It just uh, it leaves you with the stress of the day, and regardless when says you get out, go do half hour, you definitely feel a little bit better after. So you know, it's nice it's nice to see people getting out and sending me videos of out running and jogging, and you know, it's just great to see.
0: Yeah, people seem to fight. Well, you find it easy in the morning, don't you? Is that the key, to get out, out there first thing, get a bit of training done?
1: Just get it done, mate. Just get, get up in the morning, get a, get a breakfast, down, have, a, have a, a black coffee, the pre-workout, uh, and away they go.
0: Hey, I tell you what, though, you're going to struggle after um, this ngannou Garn fight, aren't you? In the middle of the, the middle of the night from from California. How how, how much are you looking forward to this this heavyweight clash in the UFC?
1: It's a great fight, and you know people people who know me know I've been an MMA fan for years, well before UFC. I was, was in the Pride, I was in I was into all all the all the MMA fights. I used to love New Year's Eve. I used to have the Pride New Year's Eve uh, big shows. Um, Obviously, I come watch him live, but my mate used to tape them for me. I get up, get him in the morning, watch him. I'm a massive fan, and you know this is a great fight. This is a great fight, and you know I, I speaking to people, they they think Ngannou's gonna blow him away. I don't think so. I think I think Gan wins the fight. Really?
0: Um, well, you're yeah. Defeated, isn't he coming in?
1: Yeah, I really do, and I think you look at you look at the records, and you know I'm not I'm not qualified to speak on MMA, but I think I know enough. And, you know, I've watched it for years. You look at the records and you look at uh U fought and he's fought the, the Miocic twice, he's fought uh De Santos, Velasquez, um Hamilton, uh Olofsky. You know, he's knocked them all out, he's knocked them all out with these big shots. Uh, but then he struggled with someone like Derek Lewis. you look uh look at Gunn, he's fought, he's uh, fought the Velasquez, he's fought uh Rosenstrike, who U- fought as well but he also beat Derek Lewis with absolute ease. Mm. And I think, I think that, I think what Ngann was going to struggle with is Ngann likes to keep, keep his distance. He likes to use that deep shot to the stomach, the front kick to the stomach. He likes to kick the legs. He's never, he's never a static target. And so far, even, even Mioci, Mioci was a static target. He used it, moved head, but his body was always there. And that, that's how I thought Ngann found him easy. You know, it's not a, it's not an easy win for Gan by no means because you know he could he could be he could be pasting and Gano for four <laughs> rounds uh one shot. Uh It's going to finish the fight, but I, I just fancy Gan. Uh, I actually fancy Gan to
0: get stoppage as well. Do you think it's the the weaponry that he has? The fact he's got that Muay Thai and kickboxing, he's got yeah. different options.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, look, uh, look, uh, look at some of Gan's earliest fights. I, I can't remember the guy's name. Uh, I think it was his first fight. He fought a top top jiu-jitsu guy, and mm. he beat him with a. A head and arm chop, you know, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good shout. And, um, you know, I just think he's more well rounded. I think, um, obviously, Ngannou's very explosive, uh, he looks for shots. But most of if you look like at most of the shots he, he knocks people out with, it's those uppercut swinging shots or over, over him. I didn't mention but he caught him with mm-hmm. that left uppercut. Uh, Velasquez with the uppercut, but his knee went. Uh, he's not going to be able to catch Ghana with the sight of shots, the guns never a static target he's always on the move he's always um he's always keeping distance and for for a boxing or or mma i think having your own personal distance where you're comfortable at is a is a main weapon to have and i think i think and garnett smothers his shots a little bit as well
0: yeah cyril garden as well people say he sort of moves like a middleweight but he's actually six feet four inches tall 81 inch reach i think so he can certainly Contend almost with Ungaro, who is a huge man. What do you make of the history of the two? The fact that they trained together in Paris. We had this footage released on the internet. There's a, a knockdown of of Ingano. What do you What do you make of, of all yeah. that? Because It happens in boxing as well, that doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. You know, people people who uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big lover of showing people who have been sparring or what we've been doing. You know. I, I wouldn't mention you know half of them, but I wouldn't mention half the boys I put over in the gym and things like that. Because it, it stays on in the gym, but you know don't don't believe too much in the sparring. You know many years ago. Um, but on that note, you could see you could see then the way was um, s- troubled with the movement. Mm. And I think that's what he's going to find on uh, Saturday night.
0: Yeah, he's going to run a knockout win, isn't he, Encarna? But do you feel that maybe in this one he'll? He'll look at taking Cyril Garn down at some point if Garn is, is too elusive for him. I, I
1: don't know how good his ground game is. I, I know I hmm. went with the Kamura before and used the power, power and strength to get the Kamura on. Um, but I think I think Garn is very good in the ground as well. So uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Garn actually took Engano down.
0: What What's your prediction, Enzo? Because I want to talk about Ngano's future plans as well.
1: Uh I, I, I just fancy Gant for this fight. I just think he's too well rounded. Uh he's got too many, too many tricks in the toolbox. Uh and I think in Gano, he is an MM fighter. MMA fighter. He does know the ground and he does know the tie-up, the clinch and things like that. But I just think Gant's that a little bit better. But Nganu's got the equalizer in a left hand and a right hand, so he's, he's got the power advantage. But I just fancy Gant to wear him out, uh stop him in a fourth or fifth.
0: Okay, there you have it. um, Francis Ngarno, background in Cameroon of boxing. I think when he first went to Paris, had that incredible journey, which you can listen to interviews that he's done or read about. When he went from Cameroon, it took him over a year, I think, to get to Paris, got over North Africa on a a, a boat and things like that. But he had that background in in boxing before getting attracted to mixed martial arts, became heavyweight champion of the world in the UFC. What do you make of the talk of him switching to boxing at this stage in his his mid-30s?
1: This is what we talk talking about. Is he, is he switching the boxing as in the start the career or is he switching the boxing to fight one of the top boys? Yeah. If, he, if he's planning on fighting one of the top boys, he, I'm going to hope in hell. Same, really? as, they, same as they want to have a hope in hell in the cage with him. Yeah. Um, you know, people don't realise it's two different sports, two different... Um, it's rugby and football. It's just two different, it's two different sports. It's two different rule sets. It's two different ways of holding your legs. It's two different ways of uh, how you how you approach a fight? It's it's just it's just crazy. And you know, you think and come in. And he's talking about Joshua. He's talking about uh, Fury, Usyk. They stand him on his head. Wilder, uh, Joe Joyce. You know, he, he, going down the levels. Then at the moment, he struggled with the goldman a Wardley. Uh, he'd probably get. He'd probably go down again. Um, mm. You know, it's a, it's a different it's a different set. And people say about his power and all that. It's just totally different, you know. So, Mayweather, Fort McGregor, everyone, all, all the all the McGregor fans, oh, he's the hardest puncher <laughs> Mayweather's ever faced. And he, he was just thinking, what are you on about? Like, just, <laughs> just different levels. And people say about the gloves. Mm. Uh, a good friend of mine, uh, John Phillips, a UFC fighter, uh, and he tried a pair of my rival gloves on, like Box Roy Johnson.
0: Got well, 10 I mean, ounce gloves, too, were they? You yeah, the boxing ones, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I tried them on, he tapped them on his chin, and he said, I'd rather get hit with an MMA glove but it's, it's, no pad, it's not a lot of padding and it. it's all compact, all the mm. weight is in the wrist, uh, but what the boxing glove does, it's got that bigger target for the blocking, which the MMA glove haven't got. Yeah. And I yeah. think with Angarni, he come out swinging, and don't get me wrong, he's still going to be dangerous. I'm not saying he can't punch, he obviously can't. Um, but he's going to come out swinging, he's going to fight one of these top boys, like a Fury or thing, and you know, they, they just make him messy, make him he'd be tired out in a couple of rounds, the way he actually fights. So he'd have to change his old tactic of fighting. Except at the moment in the UFC, he's just going and he's just blitzing everyone.
0: Yeah, so it's punch volume is the difference, is it? Because you can block the shots, you mm-hmm. have to unleash more boxes. You have to work off that jab as well, don't you? Which we don't necessarily see as essential in the UFC.
1: No, and to be honest, there's a lot of top boys who use a jab. George mba BJ Penn, when they were all younger. Um, mm-hmm. Max Holloway uses a jab a lot. Uh, Nate Diaz, we use a jab a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of good boys, but the, the jab he would use in the UFC is a different type of jab that he would use in boxing. So you gotta you gotta look out for more things. It's like if you're using a jab, if you're throwing a jab, you're obviously open for a takedown. You're obviously open for uh, a kick to the liver, or the way they work with boxing, a jab is ultimately either slap and counter, or block and counter, or just step away and. I just think someone like Ngannou would really struggle uh, against anyone in the top 100, to be honest.
0: Mm. Well, you think Tyson Fury's been mooted, hasn't it? They've been talking about it online. Do you ever think we've entered this strange realm, haven't we, with the Paul brothers and things like that, where these contests, you mentioned McGregor Mayweather, can be made seemingly if there's enough attention on it, enough interest in people buying pay-per-views. Do you think it's feasible that, that Fury could step outside of of the boxing governing bodies and, and have some sort of exhibition match within Garner just for, for fun? Uh, in,
1: in what now? Uh, in boxing? Or?
0: Yeah, well, I guess it would be boxing. I mean, I think Ghanu's talked about doing a, a kind of um, a one in each, hasn't he? But I'm not sure that Tyson Fury would be up for that. Although apparently Fury does like MMA, doesn't he? From what I understand.
1: Fury's a crazy character. So <laughs> you could, I don't think you could ever rule that out. But I think I did read somewhere that there would be boxing rules but with MMA gloves. That's, um, yeah, I've heard that one, yeah. But it, it's like... When you, get, when you get the likes of McGregor and Mayweather, obviously you had the boxing fans um, who obviously knew Mayweather was going to win. You had the proper MMA fans who uh, appreciate boxing and they appreciate the two different sports. They knew Mayweather was going to win. But mm. then you had Conor McGregor fans who never actually watched MMA, uh, never actually watched boxing, I actually thought McGregor was going to be... What did I hear? He's going to be too big, too strong, He's gonna show him angles he he's never ever seen before. And <laughs> I I was actually at a wedding that night uh, before the fight, and the amount of people come on and told me that, and it just just, just ruined my night. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't talk to people anymore. Just, it was just just doing my edit. But you f- had you the interest. You had the interest. You had, had the the thousands and millions of McGregor fans who actually thought he was gonna win. I think that's why the fight sold with Jake Paul. You know, I know he gets a lot of grief and he gets a lot of stick, but at the end of the day, he's not robbing boxing fans. Most of the people who are watching him are going to be his YouTube fans. Um, he's putting a, he's putting a, like some Amanda Serrano on who's earned more money than she's ever earned in her life. Mm. Um, you know, he's he's trying to do things, and you know, he's never, he, he comes up with a lot of rubbish sometimes about fighting Canelo and stuff like that, and. Um, I I wish he would be Canelo because I don't think Canelo would mess about and that would put put an absolute stop to all this madness.
0: Does he need Does he need to fight an MMA striker because that's what one people say is that, I know Tyrone Woodley has had knockout wins, but perhaps he hasn't fought someone from the USC who's, who's known as a puncher. They, they,
1: they know what they're doing. They know they yeah. know what they're doing. You know, I, I'm hearing Chavez Jr. And, <laughs> uh, and even though even though Chavez Jr. is well class where he should be, he doesn't take things seriously. He'd be still way too much for Jake Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. And people go, on, people go on about where he lost to Anderson Silva. How can you compare Anderson Silva 25 years in MMA, uh, Muay Thai kickboxing, compared to Jake Paul three years in boxing? Yeah, it's yeah. Just a, totally, just a totally different thing. And I think because the Maywell-McGregor fight went so long, I think I think Floyd could have taken him out whenever he wanted, I will be honest. I think he carried him. Uh, I think he's given people hope that a... Uh, an MMA boy could last with a boxer. Uh, yeah. I, I've seen Ray Mercer knock out 50-year-old man. He knocked out Tim Sylvia, who just had one fight off having the UFC title. He knocked him cold in nine seconds. Would that happen against anyone else? No, just one of them things that happened. Uh, top boxer against MMA in MMA, MMA wins. Top MMA boy fighting a boxer and boxing, boxer wins.
0: Wilder and Gardner might be fun, wouldn't it, for a few for a few minutes anyway.
1: It would be for a few minutes, but you know, I don't think I don't think Wilder gets the credit he deserves. Um, okay. You know, he's a, he's a tough, tough man. I know. Um, people say he can't box. He's got no style. He can't box. He won an Olympic bronze medal. You can't win an Olympic bronze medal if you can't box. No. Yes, he's got one trick. It's one hell of a trick. But the way he sets it up, the way he lands it, the way he goes in that fight—that's that's that's a, that's, a, that's his style. He knows mm-hmm. how to land that right hand, and I think that night he caught Fury twice in the last fight. I think anyone else with not the weight advantage Fury had, they sleep in. So yeah. you know, I I think I don't think uh, Wilder gets the credit he deserves, and you know, you should go back to boxing. I would still love to see Joshua Wilder. I yeah. think that would I think that would be the fight. For for me, uh, absolutely. I, I, I think that would be a, a cracking fight.
0: What what do you make of the people who are trying to have parallel ca- uh, careers in MMA and boxing? We've seen it more in the in the women's side of things. Obviously, Claressa Shields is doing that. She's fighting in the in the PFL now, and obviously trying to continue her boxing career as well. Heather Hardy's another person we've spoken to on on Sky Sports YouTube, trying to do similar things. She'll take the call from whoever it is, if it's an MMA organisation or if it's if it's a boxing promoter, she'll she'll take those fights. How, how do you see the feasibility of, of doing that? Do you think it's confusing for people, or do you think they can switch mindsets camp to camp?
1: It is. It, we missed out Amanda Serrano. Uh, yeah, you know, she's she's done it properly. Um, at Holly Holm. She mm. was a, she was an ex boxing world champion. She went into the UFC and won the uh, thing. But you know someone like Clarissa, she she talks a good game. She talks about. Games, she talks about she could, you know, I, I read stuff off of that she could stop Thurman and Golovkin, and I think, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, you know, she's going in, she's got to take you out off to her, she's, she's trying, um, but I just think she she might be at the moment, apart from Savannah Marshall, she might be so far ahead of the rest of the pack that she can get away with doing from fight to fight. Uh, mm. I, think, I think it would be hard. I think it would be hard to, to the top top level to concentrate on one thing for three or four months, and then I'm going to go into something a couple of months later. You, you, you will you will sort of forget certain aspects of what you're doing or, of both things. But unfortunately, there's not a lot of money in the women's game at the moment, and I think that's why someone like Clarissa she wanted to try it, or she might just want to really just have a go.
0: Mm. How do you assess the financial situation, the career? the benefits the pros the cons of being a boxer versus an mma fighter as you say technically very different but i suppose people who are 16 17 18 who are thinking about having a career in combat sports will hear different things you've heard in talk about perhaps pay being better at boxing but he's probably looking at, at the very elite mm-hmm. whereas people in in boxing who are maybe british level southern area title might think actually there's a career to be made in the ufc because there's so mm-hmm. many fights there's a maybe a, a steady paycheck, if you can ever have a steady paycheck in, in fight sports, do you know what I mean? How, how do you compare and contrast the two?
1: It, it's, it's very different, I think. The, the elite, the elite obviously the boxers, get paid a lot, lot more. That's why a lot of the top MMA boys want to come in. Don't get me wrong, the UFC the champions, they, they are getting paid well, but it's nothing compared to a Canelo, it's nothing compared to uh, the Mayweathers and you know the top Edwards, Fury and things like that. But then what people... <laughs> I, I read Dana White getting a lot of stick, and I don't want to get too much into it because I don't know the whole story. But if you look at a UFC card, I think there's a minimum pay of uh, a fighter on the card of 15,000. Yeah. Right. So, minimum pay. I know a lot of boys in boxing have got to sell 300 tickets to earn themselves a thousand pounds. Well, and that's the way it is. These small whole shows, uh, they can't run. The boys selling tickets, they got, they got no TV, they got no coverage. Um, so but then again, it's the same. What well, people don't realize UFC is a company, so UFC is the a company. There's loads of other companies that are yeah. a lot smaller than the UFC that can't pay the boys. This is like I said with the boxing, they have to sell 100, uh, 200 tickets, they make themselves a thousand pounds for six rounds, and I'm sure that's going to be exactly the same at the low, low levels of a, a cage warriors, uh, or, or that sort of. Promotion, you know, I I I trained a couple of UFC boys. I trained a have trained a couple of MMA boys as well, and you know, they're not on they're not on good money, and it's it's the same in both sports. Unless you come over, I think what the boxing advantage is the amateur game. If you mm. can win an Olympic medal, if you can win a Commonwealth game medal, you also you're automatically on a higher higher pay than the average. You no, know, I started off. I didn't have a massive. Uh, I'm prepared. I didn't go to no games, so I think my first, I think my first fight that was on a match room show, um, phew, 1999. Uh, <laughs> I think I sold 400 tickets, uh, yeah. 1500 quid. Wow! Uh, and, but that's the way it was. I uh,
0: British title, British title fights. People have talked about 10,000 pounds in the past. Have they? Is that um, a good? I, I
1: had more than that, but I, I viewed boys having less than that um you know it's not people people don't realize how how much how many tickets you have to sell to get yeah. paid um i'm talking about the back the, the big big shows uh the big shows you'd have your certain amount of money and where you know the match rooms of queensbees you'd have, you'd have your guaranteed money and then tickets you sell uh would be you'd have 10 20 of whatever deal you have uh, and we clean that 10, 20%. The lower level boys, they literally, what they I think what they do, you pay a certain, you uh, sell a certain amount of tickets to pay your opponent's purse. Mm. Once you pay your opponent's purse, then you get paid by the promoter for your purse. So I know a boy, I won't mention his name <laughs> I won't mention his name, um, the embarrassing, he's a traveling lad, he was a boxer when he was younger. A uh, couple of brothers, really talented kids. Um, <laughs> Not the brightest. They will be honest. The, you know, you had, had a bit of ribbon over the years, but you got given you got given 300 tickets by the promoter. Mm. He you thought them 300 tickets were for him. You so give him all out with friends, his family. Oh, no. His first fight, he owed the promoter 500 quid.
0: Oh, it's brutal. But I tell you, but he has to pay the trainer as well. Out of that surely, in the gym, gym the
1: fees. And, and this is, you know, people with the, with the boxing a lot of. Um, I was lucky because my manager and promoter was the same. So I literally only paid my trainer, and the promoter, Frank, didn't take nothing off me. Um, it was, uh, I only have to pay my trainer 10%. So mm. A lot of fighters have a trainer and a manager. So my manager gets 25%, and then you're to pay the trainer 10%. So that's 35% off your purse straight away. Uh, then you put it into other factors of paying for sparring and things like that. So, but boxing, boxing and MMA, I suppose, it's not going to be. <sighs> it's not going to be a big money winner unless unless you know you're going to be good, unless you know you've come from uh, the Olympics, you've won a bronze, silver or gold or you've gone to the Olympics and you've actually performed well and people are talking about it, then you can start on a high push. Um but on the lower levels if you haven't had no pattern, my amateur pedigree and things like that, you've just got like I did, I just, you've just got to absolutely love the sport uh,
0: yeah.
1: and I did and and for me, it was I didn't want the fame, I didn't want nothing on TV, I didn't want the money. I don't get me wrong, the money's been great and stuff like that, but it wasn't for me. It was like them behind me, that's, all, yeah. all, I that's <laughs> all I ever wanted. That's all I wanted. I actually love to fight. Uh, and that was it. And I think a lot of a lot of fighters today they're arguing over little bits of money and they are arguing over who gets what, who gets the first first name on the on the card, and you know, I didn't care. Ah, when I was younger, I didn't even play any moves. I used to say, what moves do
0: I We weren't done. I'll tell you what's interesting as well, though, because um, you talk about, I think, your your career in loving fighting. And I think you carried an audience with you regardless. It wasn't you, the O having to go wasn't a big thing. But in boxing, that's been an anxiety for a lot of fighters, hasn't it? And that affects sometimes the, the quality of the matchups we see. Is that something you admire in MMA that there's less jeopardy around an undefeated record, less sort of anxiety over but- that?
1: But again, it's not the MMA. It's UFC. Yeah. When people talk about it. When people talk about it, it's UFC. If you have a couple, of, if you have a couple of uh, losses in the, a cage, warriors, you're not getting picked up by the UFC. Mm. Yeah. Do, do you understand what I mean? Yeah. yeah so, the the
0: like, earlier stage, yeah.
1: But once you're in the UFC, they they judge on how you fight. You, you know, someone like I said, I'm a massive fan and you know, the likes of Clay Guida. Um, Who've been there for years you know he's 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 a mad he's a mad caveman but you know he've he've won a lot he've lost a lot but he performs every time he fights so people want to see him mm. um, so that that I do like and you know when people say that oh you know Mayweather's done that uh, it's not like the UFC totally different game I do believe Mayweather's put too much emphasis on that oh and it affects a lot of fighters uh, a lot of boxing fans they see if see a boxer with a couple of couple of losses and right like, oh you can't be any good but then you don't realize stylists make fights mm. but what I do like about the UFC like you said it all goes on uh, performance.
0: Yeah and Derek Chisora maybe bucks a trend in boxing a little bit as well he's had a lot of fights and yeah. when he was um when he was
1: in, when he was alive uh, got arrested so you know he, mm. every time he fought he, he wouldn't care whether he won or lost because he knew you were watching and having money, value for money. Same as when I fought so I like the thing I entertain. thing.
0: Well, you certainly did entertain. And you you were looking for a fight for a long time to, to, to seal your career. How do you feel about the structure of the UFC and Bellator and, as you say, other franchises where they're the, they're the sort of master and controller of their own ship so they can put events on, offer fighters a set date There's a sort of, I guess, a consistency to it? How do you compare that with boxing when you've got often two promoters, you've got different managers, you've got a lot of moving parts, a lot of people involved? Do you admire that side of it in a sense that they can almost, it's almost like football, they can put a fixture list out and say, look, let's let's have a fight.
1: Mm. It's, it's different it's like you have UFC the, the best uh, the best in UFC are always going to fight the best in UFC they got one promoter they've got one TV company now mm. you look at um, you look at the foodie Joshua situation everyone yeah. uh, Joshua Sky feels with BT uh, and Joshua's with uh I think he's got a network in America as well that show his fights. Yeah. he have got top, top rank and things like that. So before the, those fights got to be made, you you lot, you your TV companies got to agree who has the money for the fight. Mm. And people don't realise that. Say say we've got um, the head, say that the fight generates half a billion. Mm. No, people don't realise. Say the fight generates half a billion. You've got the head of Sky and the head of BT. <laughs> and the head of Sky has got to say, well, you know, I, I really want to see that fight, so I don't mind losing the money, I'll give the half a billion to BT. Exactly, yeah. Or BT's going to say, well, I don't mind, I want to see the fight, I'll give the half a billion to Sky. It's not going to happen. And I think that's, that's the problem half the time, because most of these fighters got promoters, they've got different managers, they got different TV networks, uh, and everyone's just against each other. It'd be nice if everyone just come in and come together and we see all these great fights, but unfortunately, boxing is a business. There's more boxers out there than uh, MMA fighters or more boxers and, than UFC, obviously, uh, and it's just so many things. And with the UFC, like I said, one promoter, one TV rights, it happens.
0: Yeah, and what you want to see sometimes is this cross promotions don't you like to say Bellator versus UFC and things like that but that's that's very difficult it's a similar situation to, to boxing
1: yeah they've done, they done it years ago they, they sent um because you know people when I, when I talk MMA people don't realize how big a fan I was of MMA and mm. you know I talk I talk on Twitter and I talk to boys and I, I mentioned fighters from um like a, a Sakuraba I don't know how good you are with your MMA your knowledge but I used to love pride and I mentioned mm. them, like a Sakuraba and they like oh who's he I think,
0: oh my god! <laughs> and about, um, but do you, do Why aren't boxing fans more into it? Do you think? Because there's a tribalism there, isn't there? It's funny that people uh, don't enjoy it. I don't
1: know. It's just, it's just, you know, people don't agree with it. I, 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 I played jujitsu for years. I even competed. Really? Um, yeah, I did. I, I beat, <laughs> I beat Wayne Braithwaite on a on a Saturday night. I went to watch the the jitsu club on a Sunday in Bristol. And one of the boys said, "Oh, do you fancy a go?" I said, "Yeah, go on then. And he threw me a gear, so oh. I so I, I jumped on. I'd only been training in a few weeks. Uh, cut a long story short, I lost in the semis on <laughs> points. Um, yeah, so I I just I just always loved the sport. So were you t- uh, were you
0: not never tempted to do MMA then? If you had the striking and to the
1: be honest, yeah. I went through stage where I really really went, um, but you know, I, my my dad sort of.
0: Give me the luck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tony <laughs> Belly's talked it. about it. You and you could have had a, a dust up in the in the cage. That'd be
1: interesting. Uh, so me, me and Belly were mates. So I think people wanted to see us boxing <laughs> for years. Uh, yeah. So you know, I, I always said I I'd find it too hard to fight a friend. Uh, and like it, and you said the same as well. So I've been, mean, uh, but not I, I. was really interested. I I doing. In fact, it's sort of doing jujitsu. Sort of took over from my boxing. I was doing more that a week than I was boxing. Mm. Uh, just, just love the sport, and I have just all oh, like I said, I always loved Pride. I used to love the violence of Pride, and people don't realize that. You know, when they say oh, different rules, UFC, yeah, UFC was this, UFC was that, and UFC would have beat all the Pride boys, and then I'm saying, well, they sent Chuck Liddell over to the the Pride fight. He got smashed. Most of the Pride fighters, Anderson Silva, and they all come over to UFC. All won titles, Shogun. Uh, you know, like Vandaly was well past his best before the USC. I would have loved to have seen Fado, a prime mm. Fado in the USC, because I, mm. I thought he was amazing, the last emperor.
0: <laughs> was it, were they using headbutts then in, in Pride at that stage? They allowed? No. They weren't,
1: no. They, weren't headbutts. they weren't allowed elbows, Okay, but they allowed soccer kicks on the floor. So they were, they were allowed to stamp <laughs> on someone's head. But then if we listen to Rampage Jackson, I seen an interview with Rampage Jackson years ago. When he came to the, the MMA, and uh, when he came to the UFC, and he said he would rather get kicked in the head than an elbow. He Because a kicked through the head, but he got kicked a few times. He he went out. But he said with the with the elbow, he said scarred for life.
0: Yeah, well, there's a debate that some people say MMA is safer than boxing, don't they? Because there's less cumulative effects of punching. You're you, you knocked out more, or you're choked out. Different. I don't know. Long term.
1: Because, because uh, lately, if, if we watch. Watch a couple of the MMA fights. Boys have been getting knocked out and they'd have another seven, eight shots landed on them before the ref jumped yeah, in. So yeah, yeah, that's
0: hard.
1: It's just, it's just so long, um, you know, he's had more injuries, more deaths. Uh, and I think, I, I don't know, I, th- I think... They're, they're, they're not beat around the bush. They're violent sports. They're dangerous mm-hmm. sports. Uh, and you've got to know where you're letting yourself in for before you even take part in... And he's, you know, I speak to my boys when I train the amateur club, you know, I make sure they know, you know, it's a, it's a tough sport. Don't expect this, don't expect that. Um, just get, just, you know, you've got, you've got to love it, basically. You can't, you can't do it, you can't do it half-heartedly.
0: That's a sticking point for boxing fans, isn't it? You mentioned that, in fact, when, when it goes to the ground that the referee doesn't automatically jump in, the fighter doesn't step back. You've heard, I've heard boxers who go into MMA have, have almost stopped when they've knocked someone down and, and waited for the referee to do something.
1: Yeah, it's, it's just a different game. And, you know, it's like we talk about pride again. I, I see boys, especially Vanderlei Silva, used to knock someone down, first thing you do, they're half out on the floor on their hands and knees, and you just <laughs> you gun someone on the side of the head, And, you know, violent, violent as it comes, but they were the rules.
0: Yeah. What do you see the future the, between boxing and MMA? Do you feel it's a, a, a it's a complementary one or is it competitive between the two? you think they're stealing I, fans or growing no, fans? I,
1: I just think it's... We talk about casual fans and a lot of casual fans and things like that. And um, it's most of my, most of my mates who love boxing, love MMA. But I also mm-hmm. don't know I know they can't stand it because they don't understand the ground game. Uh, for me, because I've done played the so yeah. I can watch it. I can watch it on the ground. When when I first watched UFC. USC one as a kid, I went to the video store, the old, the old video store, you know, kids don't know about this today blockbuster. Yeah, yeah or video nest or uh, yeah. I didn't even think I went to blockbuster, I think it was a smaller one than that. And he kept me the UFC, the first ever USC. He said, Oh, you like this ends? Yeah. And I, I didn't have s I didn't have a clue what was going on in the ground. So I was I was quite bored. But later on, as I as I started learning and I started learning the ground stuff and I started learning submission moves and how to how to uh, react to certain techniques. I used to love it, and what I found jujitsu and boxing, I thought it was pretty similar to the, the extent of everything's a move and a counter move. Mm. So you go for one submission and say, get out, you can go in this trend transition to something else. Same as boxing, you just throw a yeah, you just slips. So it's, it's always it's always transitions. There's always there's always opportunities to counter. There's always opportunities to defend yourself, block, parry, switch things about. It's it's very it's similar and I think that's why I enjoyed it and it's very competitive
0: and, that, and that's why going back to the, the Cyril Garn in Garno fight you like Garn because of the fact that he's probably got more sequences thinking ahead in terms of rhythm and perhaps more ways disrupting in Garno's rhythm
1: he's got more ways to disrupt and also we forget that he's done years and years in Muay Thai mm. you know he's not he's not a he's not he's not going to be in there like a Muay Thai Mio-Chi. done a bit of boxing but he's Know, people say he's go a good boxer. you want a good boxer. You you put you put Tyson Fury in with it, it's the Stephen Orchard in the UFC, and if Orchard wants to stand, it's an easy night for Fury. Yeah. If you if he wants to take Fury down, fury not got a chance. But I think Gan has just got too many tricks up his sleeve. He's too too well rounded for Ngana to, to beat him. And uh, don't be wrong, I'm saying this now, and Gan might blow my way in a round, but I don't- <laughs> I doubt
0: that do you think do you think we're seeing Garner in a boxing ring do you see one of those sort of celebrity exhibition matches
1: I, I, could, see, I could see him doing it I don't think it'd be an exhibition match I think um, I think he'd like to have a try I think he'd like the thing. but I think I, I, I can't see him jumping straight in with one of the big boys I'm sure I'm sure one of the top boys wouldn't say no so I think they'd see yeah. it as, a, as as an easy night um, would you, you know, take like, it
0: if you were there and a boxer if someone came to you and said look it's a million pounds I, or whatever it would be if I was fine
1: Fighting, hundred percent they would, and I think any boxer would. Um, you know, you offered offered Delian White to fight in Ghana. You t- take you take a... um, like that. But Delian could I did, do the MMA,
0: really,
1: couldn't he, as well? Yeah, he done a bit before. He done a yeah. kickboxing, and So you do right. Um, I did, I did you though, and Ghana give a good account of himself and he sparred Joe Joyce. Ah, okay. But again, but again sparring, sparring, fighting, fighting. <laughs> those those little tennis gloves hitting you in the face constantly knowing how to throw body shots knowing how to because what people, what people don't realise is I think when McGregor said himself that he thought he was going to manhandle Floyd because he was bigger Floyd was too strong for him because mm. the base is different
0: too it's cardiovascularly fit as well isn't it yeah, yeah
1: but he's too, too strong if we watch him in the clinch and I think I think McGregor said after he said I can not believe how strong he was and that's just a boxer that's just years and years of boxing
0: and infighting Cause, yeah
1: yeah because the and the base is different. Your feet are together. Your feet are more solid. With if it was if it was M&A, MMA, um, Connor would have taken him down as well, hmm. because it was not, and it was just a stand-up clinch. You know, that's, that's Mayweather's game. You know, we've done it. have done it for years. Um, most boxers are really strong on the inside. And you know, I found I found that when I went to jujitsu, you know, I won. I won like grappling <laughs> the elite. Because they just they just know too good they just know too well. But it was like you put in a boy, you putting me in with a boy who done it for a long long time, and he's about four or five stone heavier than me. I man him like a rag doll. Wow. You you put me in with a boy who was a lot lighter than me. He caused me an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Cause, Clever. Because as a technique, I couldn't couldn't use my power against a power merchant. I was I was basically too strong. I've always been very strong. But you put me in with a, a lighter boy. His technique was just way too good. Uh, and he just, just fling me up in the air, use his legs, he use this, I'd go for something, he'd come i was just an absolute make that.
0: <laughs> Social media is powerful though, isn't it? Enzo? So I know you're active on there you say, inspiring people, but you feel like these fighters could make these cross promotional contests almost themselves now in a in a sense. Well, that's what they
1: do in, and you know, they're starting to come, but I think you know, we're talking about those people's Osman. Um, Usman. Who's one calling mm. out Canelo? You know, it's it just it just be well, it would just be a massacre. Just, yeah. you know, Canelo would do what he wants to him, and at any time he wants. And I think someone like we talk, we talk about M- Mayweather, McGregor, that they have started all this. Mm. I think if McGregor would have gone in with a Canelo or a Pacquiao, two people who don't really care that much about money and all they care about is legacy, they would have wiped the floor with him, and all this would have stopped. Mm. But because Mayweather, Mayweather is a businessman. Uh, Mayweather is a businessman, and he, we know he carried McGregor. And <laughs> you know, when I when I hear people saying, "Well, McGregor done better than Pacquiao," I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I just can't talk. To
0: him. Yeah, well, it's, there's lots of lots of controversy, lots of conversations around around those. Enzo, pleasure to speak to you, and uh, wish you a big 2022, mate. And uh, hopefully, it's it's healthier and, and vibrant, and the training goes well. You get some champions yourself. Yeah, cheers, Ed. Thank you, man. Nice to speak to you. Well, I really enjoyed that conversation. Thank you to Sky Sports, my uh, employers, for letting me share that with you. Hope you enjoyed it. Let me know. You can write a review. Fantastic if you can on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on. I believe there's 12 platforms. Sport and Life is going out to now, or you can get in touch on social media. Ed Draper 81 on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn also on instagram edward underscore draper underscore media i believe but if you google it it's probably easier to, to find that one i've got to <laughs> try and remember that new handle um but thank you for listening to it. i hope you enjoyed it thank you to enzo for his time as well complimentary as well i really appreciate that you know to give that time up as a former world champion that's what you love about combat sports right? i do as a broadcaster they give you that time and energy as well They're really keen to to talk and express themselves and access isn't always that prevalent even in sports when you have rights to them you know companies that i've worked for can be more challenging to get those interviews, but great to get his insight. We'll see what Francis Singano does after this weekend's fight, see how he gets on against Cyril Garn. going to be a big, big UFC dust-up, two former sparring mates, teammates, so it's going to be an intriguing one. Um, but thank you to Enzo for the, that sort of candid conclusions on what might happen if Francis tries to join the upper echelons of boxing. Maybe there'll be some sort of hybrid matchup, as we, as we say, between the rules of MMA and boxing. Maybe those gloves, those smaller ones, the UFC gloves, if he does meet Tyson Fury. We shall see. But thank you for being here. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. b underscore Cheltenham on social media. And if you are looking to optimise your immunity, we've been taking the Cytoplan supplements for 20-plus years, and thank you to them for their association with the podcast and for the ability for, I guess, a discount code that we as a family have, have been effectively had for a while but we still pay for supplements we can share it with you if you go to cytoplan.co.uk c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk the discount code at checkout is draper10r my last name d-r-a-p-e-r all capital letters the numerals one zero and the capital letter r thank you for listening to the podcast if you can rate it wherever you listen to it or just pass it on to a friend that'd be fantastic and have a great week speak to you soon